Hello, and welcome to the Cybersecurity Awesomeness Podcast, hosted by Enterprise Management Associates, an industry-leading IT analyst research firm that provides deep insights across the full spectrum of IT and data management technologies. The Cybersecurity Awesomeness Podcast will take a deep dive into the security topics that are top of mind for information security practitioners, IT professionals, and technology business leaders. Join security experts Chris Steffen, VP of Research at EMA, and Ken Buckler, Research Analyst at EMA, for some truly awesome topics. Chris and Ken, take it away. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to the Cybersecurity Awesomeness Podcast. I am your host. My name is Chris Steffen. Joining me today, as usual, is my friend and colleague, Mr. Ken Buckler. Today, we are going to talk about the most interesting thing facing every cybersecurity professional that there is out there. Not really, but it's one that is in the boardrooms. It's one that is being talked about in the executive table, so on and so forth, and that is data security. No, it isn't the most exciting thing. I acknowledge that. But it's something that, strangely enough, we were just looking and we haven't really talked at much before. And it's something that both Ken and I actually spent a lot of time talking about in general um, and thought we would share some of the insights that we have found through years of doing research and conversations with various clients and vendors about some of the ins and outs about how you can start a data security project process going forward. I will start by telling you right off the bat, this is rarely a technology problem. It is almost always a process problem. Four or five or six years ago, I would argue that there was no way to cohesively be able to do all this stuff, but there are plenty of solutions out there now that can help you understand your data security journey and get you along your way. And so I think today we'll talk a little bit about that, see where we end up and try to give you some pointers on how to best proceed if you are looking to gain a handle on your data estate. So with that, Ken, why don't you start and talk to me a little bit about some of the major points of a data security project and how you think people should be looking at it, how they should proceed, whatever have you. Well, you know, the most challenging part of data security is is finding not just what data you have, but then also finding what's what's the valuable data among that. And and you know, as you know, I just got back from the beach, and while I was at the beach, I was metal detecting the beach. Well, when I'm metal detecting the beach, I'm walking along. And it's, you know, miles and miles of sand, and I'm waving my metal detector back and forth very discriminately, trying to find pieces of metal that are hidden underneath. Trying to find data is the exact same way. You don't know what you're going to find. You just know you're going to end up finding something while you're searching these cloud instances or your on-prem file shares or what have you. But then... Even once I find something on the beach, then I have to use my metal detector's discriminator to figure out if it's something valuable or not. Because if I don't use my discriminator, it might just be garbage. And it literally sometimes is garbage. When I was metal detecting, I found multiple uh, aluminum cans here. Somebody was drinking a beer on the beach, and then they just pitched the can when they were done. So at the same time, you need to do the same process with your 
data security in that not only do you need to find out where all of your data is, but you need to find out what's inside that data, what sensitive, what valuable information, such as social security numbers, credit card numbers, driver's licenses, you get the idea, any of the personal information. You need to be able to find that and identify it. And then that's when the real fun begins, because even once you have identified everything, then you need to know who has access to it and where is it going. Yeah, getting a handle on your data estate is extraordinarily difficult. I mean, the old joke that I have shared with plenty of vendors and customers alike is that you go through a process, you think you know where all your data is located, you say that with a certain amount of confidence, then you should start over and try to find all your data again. Then you should start over and try to find all your data again. Because more times than not, just when you think that you have a handle on where all your data is located, you find out that somebody was squirreling away something, somebody had shadow IT that had you know an S3 bucket somewhere, so on and so forth. And that's not to pick on developers. That's not to pick on anybody in particular. I am telling you as an IT person, that's just what happens. You squirrel stuff away and thinking that you need it for a rainy day and you find out that it's raining now and that you need to take and protect that data. That is the life of an IT professional, a data security professional, is that there's always more data. But once you've discovered or think that you've discovered most of your data and you have a process in place to find and, and recognize those where your data store is, then you can start with the process of classifying that data. And classifying that data is much like you were just talking, Ken, you, you need to understand what's important to classify, what's not important to classify, so on and so forth. Talk to me a little bit about data classification and how that's the next important step in your overall data security process. Well, and I'm going to first you know, say that if you think that finding the data is hard, wait until you try classifying it. Um, because you're going to be dealing with not just structured data. The structured data is typically going to be pretty easy to, to classify. Oh, hey, this is a database. Database has social security numbers in it. So I know that this column is all social security numbers. Let's mark this as sensitive. What's going to be hard is going to be the unstructured data. Uh, you know, for example, let's say somebody's got a Word document or somebody's got a collection of Word documents. You don't know what ha- what's in those Word documents. Those Word documents might have data in it that is by itself benign, but when combined with other data in the same document, becomes, oh, hey, this is a serious uh, privacy concern for the individual in question, or this gives everybody information they need to, to compromise the system. So what was traditionally done with, with the, uh, the data classification was through uh, pattern matching. So look for known sensitive data patterns and act accordingly. The fallacy with that, of course, is that you need to know the patterns of all of the data that you're going to be expecting in order to do that classification in the first place. Um, I have started to see some vendors are beginning to offer AI-enabled uh, solutions to this where they'll actually use artificial intelligence similar to chat GPT. Um, they won't actually use chat GPT because of the privacy concerns there, but they'll use some, you know, their own models that run locally in a customer environment to classify data 
based upon patterns that that it has seen in the past and has been pre-trained with, but it won't be true pattern matching. Uh, it won't be as rigid as, as previous solutions. So I, I think there's some promise there. I think we need to wait for the technology to mature a little bit before it'll really be ready for prime time, but we're getting there and, and I'm encouraged. Yeah, I am too. I've seen some of the same processes that you're obviously talking about. There are vendors out there that are jumping up and down to be able to help you with this problem and the solutions that they have continue to mature. They continue to get better and more affordable. It used to be that only the biggest companies of the biggest companies could afford to take and do this kind of data security stuff. The reality is, is that the solutions exist out there for everybody to be able to not only use, but afford it. it and it doesn't take a team of, you know, 38 DBAs and, and security experts to make your data security project actually work. On that note, too, one of the other parts of data classification that that always comes into play, and maybe it's the third step, right, is data ownership. And one of the things that I have to stress to everybody when I am having this conversation is that there are plenty of people who believe that once you have discovered all your data, once you've classified all your data, that the responsibility of that data then falls to the security team the, the security team becomes the data owners and, and that it could not be further from the truth. And let me just give you a very simple example. Do you want your boxes and wires people, your, your security people, and th these are my bearded brethren, right? I'm not complaining at them either, but do you want them to be the ones that are responsible for your intellectual property? Do you want them responsible for the, the information that contains everybody's pay structure? And do you want them responsible for the intellectual property of the company? And the answer is obviously no. Not only do you not want them to do that, they probably don't have any business having access to that data specifically. But as the data owner or the hypothetical data owner, not only would they have access to the data, but they, they would be responsible for the data contained within that particular document, much as well as securing that data. So Part of that classification process is understanding who is going to be responsible for that data, how they are going to provide oversight and functionality and use of that data going forward. And so it is all part of the whole classification conversation. But when I say that this isn't a technology problem, that's not a technology problem. That is boots on the ground determining who is going to be responsible for what. And I'm here to tell you, you'd think that this is the easiest part. I promise you it's the actual hardest part of the whole process. You know, I almost wonder if we shouldn't look at it as data ownership, but approach it similar to how government approaches Freedom of Information Act requests. Instead of looking at it as a data owner, it's a data custodian. Now, a no, data owner, okay, hey, yeah, I own this data. It's mine. You're not allowed to touch it. A data custodian is responsible for guarding that data. A data custodian is exactly what we need, uh, needs to control the access, and needs to clean up that access once access is no longer required. So I think that might be a, a little bit more appropriate term that maybe we should start adopting more in the industry. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I don't want people to think that this is an unbelievably hard process. It It is not easy. But once you've taken and gained an understanding of where your data is located, how that data is classified, and who your data custodian, to use your term, 
might be, you've gone a long way. The last step, obviously, is the continued process, right? How do you take and reconcile adding new data? There isn't a company in the world, and, and I speak with every company that you could ever imagine, that doesn't create data on an absolute continual basis. By second by second, by minute by minute, by hour by hour, they are creating kilobytes, megabytes, terabytes, petabytes of data, depending on the company. And so how you deal with that data in the long-term basis is, is at least as important as how you're dealing with it initially in your point in time. So that's the other, the last critical follow-up step as part of your data security journey. And and that's, that is, you know, as you said before, that is more of a, a process and a people problem. You, I mean, you can have technology to help guide you with that, but ultimately that's something needs to be decided at an organizational level it needs to be guided and controlled at an organizational level. Technology is not going to fix that. I agree. This is not the last time we're going to talk about this. Like I said, we do a lot of research in data security already. There's a lot of customers out there that are interested in data security. I chatted with a major, major customer yesterday, a big player in the space. They're interested in talking more about this. So this is probably not the last time you've heard this from us, but we thought we'd give you a primer today and really kind of explore some of the basics in data security so that we can have some of these further conversations a little bit later. But with that, I think that we've covered what we wanted to cover today, and we are done talking about this for at least for the time being. So with that, thanks for listening and have a great day. Thanks, Chris and Ken, for all your great insights on today's topic. Make your next podcast awesome when you work with EMA security experts Chris Steffen or Ken Buckler. Educate your prospects, differentiate your solution, and add the credibility of a third-party expert to your message. Visit cybersecurityawesomeness.com to listen to past episodes.